You are now about to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker. That is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings, happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here on Westwood One, powered by CRTV. Thank you to all of you subscribing on iTunes and Stitcher if you haven't yet done so. That really helps us to get the word out when other people see a show growing in subscribers. If you haven't yet left us a, a positive review, those really help as well when people see those. And thank you to those of you that have already subscribed and or left us positive reviews. We appreciate you more than we can possibly convey. And so we try to repay you every day by putting together this mediocre podcast. But it is free and you do get what you pay for, right? Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. And we just concluded today's television show for CRTV, which will be posted later today at CRTV.com. Gentlemen, let's give the audience a little tip, a little advance of what's to come as Todd and Aaron are joining me as they do each and every day. Todd, I'll start with you. Well, uh, I have a measure of disgust combined with uh, gratitude uh, for the existence of uh, Sheriff Scott Israel in this moment because we needed to look that squarely in the face. We have so many straw men in our arguments, uh, chief among them, second amendment arguments about who the good guys are, who the bad guys are, and you know, the people wearing the official uniforms, we have got to get through our heads as Americans. The, the bureaucrats, and especially, like I've said before this, so especially the bureaucrats that have the guns and the sticks, they can be the bad guys, too. We needed to see that. It's tough medicine, but there it is. Well said. Well said. I, I, as I said on the television show today, essentially every argument— once we got out of the way with our emotion, lashing out at kids, being once we got out of the way and made them get past their emotion and see what their actual arguments are, and as more of this story has unraveled, more details have become known, almost, I'm, I said on the show every, maybe someone will come up with one I hadn't thought of, so I'll re-clarify here for the podcast. Almost every argument me or anyone else I've ever worked with has ever made on behalf of the Second Amendment has been fulfilled in the last 72 hours. Aaron. Well, uh, I, I, fake news or not is an example of, or is probably the example of why you said what you said last week. Don't argue with kids. And you'll see why in, in fake news or not. Uh, featuring heavily David Hogg. Well said there, too. Well, if you're not yet a subscriber to CRTV, this would be a good day to do it. CRTV.com, promo code DACE. That's right, my name. It's not just a swear word anymore. You can also use it to get a discount on your subscription to CRTV, which gives you access not just to my show, but every show we do from the great one, Mark Levin, Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty, right on down to other programming, otherwise known 
as us. CRTV.com promo code DACE. Well, it is a Monday, and this is when we do a little weekend news and views, get everybody caught up on the major headlines from over the weekend. There, there were really two major headlines this weekend, one of which we touched on throughout the television show, as we just teased, and, and that's been the continued fallout from the Parkland massacre and just the failure of government at every level continues to be documented in that story. Another big story, though, we didn't have much time to touch on on the television show. Aaron, we're going to focus on in today's podcast. The Democrats finally had their uh, big counter memo uh, released, the the Schiff memo, which had formerly uh, been uh, Trump Trump d- decided not to release it publicly because apparently there was too much redacted information in there, uh, too much classified information in there, so he decided not to. This one still has a lot of redacted information in it. It's 10 pages long. The last three pages are bibliographic in nature, and so it's really only about seven pages in length and probably one and a half pages, if not more of that, is uh, redacted. Uh, from this memo and I don't know we're going to talk about this this is the point of this podcast uh, but I to me reading it and we'll see what you guys think it seemed like the Nunez memo just from the Democratic perspective they basically confirm and restate everything that was in the Nunez memo and parts of what was in the Grassley memo as well although that's uh, in some areas uh, slightly unrelated um they just do it from their perspective. They just they look at it from a, a more of a partisan bent, which is really what this memo is about. And let's be honest, that's probably what the Nunez memo was about as well. Uh, here are some of the things that they said. They, uh, they confirmed that the investigation or the uh, surveillance of Carter Page uh, was part of an, a broader investigation that actually started with George Papadopoulos. Uh, they also uh, they didn't deny that the Steele dossier was used in the FISA application for uh, Carter Page and some of these uh, FISA applications as well. But they don't again they don't deny that. But they just say well it's um, it's it's not the sole basis for the FISA memos. Uh, they also point out interestingly, and I think this just uh, this underscores the whole memo being very very partisan. They also point out that these FISA these uh, I, I I should say these FISC so the Foreign Intelligence Security uh, Security, right? So, surveillance court judges, uh, two of them are Republicans, uh, you know, appointed by Republicans. That has nothing to do with the constitutionality of what they did, but they just pointed that out because, again, it's partisan. Um, let's see. And the, I, there's, there, there's one area of this that I want to hone in on first, if we can, and I know we'll, we'll concentrate on other areas as well. But on page five of this Schiff memo, they attempt shift try uh, attempts to dispel any notions that the DOJ or the FBI was misleading about Steele's background, influence, bias at all. They say that the court was informed about all of his biases and all of these things that were pointed out in the Nunez memo that were really disconcerting about Steele and why would any of his information, any of his so-called scoops or investigative work be used? The Democrats in an attempt to dispel that basically confirmed that, yeah, the court knew about his bias, they knew about his feelings towards Trump, and yet they still approved the application, the FISA application, even knowing all of that, at least in part because of the Steele dossier, which has been completely and totally debunked. So there are some of the highlights for you. What stood out to you? Well, I've got two full pages of notes here, some of which you've already touched on. A couple of big picture items I have. One, and you, you 
kind of me, kind of led me down that path. You know, I, I predicted last year when the whole story of the, the Obama administration first spy on Trump broke. You guys will remember that I predicted last year the time would eventually come when the left would go from um, ceasing to make the argument it never happened to making the argument, yes, it happened, and it's justified, and here's why. Do you guys remember me making that argument last year? This memo is the official pivot to that position. This memo agrees to several material facts of the Nunez memo, as you pointed out, Aaron. It offers an alternative explanation for them. And the alternative explanation is Trump is sketch and shady enough to justify everything that was done here. It doesn't argue at all that Trump wasn't spied on, wasn't a target of surveillance, that people around his camp. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, I mean, you've read it as well, Todd, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. At no point does it attempt the whole argument that the left made a year ago. All last year. This never happened. Mark Levin's nuts, right? We heard that, right? right? Mark Levin is nuts. And by the way, I'm not just saying that because Mark's professor emeritus here at Conservative Review. When I, I didn't know what the facts were. When Mark jumped out in front of the story, I didn't say, hey, that's what our boss is doing. So let's all just, you know, follow. Did we do that last year? No. What did we say? Hey, let's let this thing play out. But now that the thing has played out, they're not making the argument. And the same people that said Levin was crazy last year are now essentially acknowledging the stuff that he was claiming on Fox news 11 months yeah. ago it's like a bullet point for yeah. point yes but yeah they're, they, they're essentially exactly. documenting yep. everything they said levin was crazy for asserting yeah. they document it all and say but we were justified for it and here's why so we have reached the this is the official pivot there's been hints of it but we are now fully on the left has fully pivoted to what i told you they would do a year ago uh we go from we didn't do it to yes we did and here's why it's justified That's the first big takeaway to me. The entire alternative explanation, just as the entire entire narrative of the Nunez memo falls on the the lack of credibility of the Steele dossier, the the full brunt of the credibility of the Schiff, or the full brunt of the narrative of the Schiff memo falls on who really is Carter Page. A lot of this memo that's not redacted, because a lot of it is, a lot in the last few pages are sourcing and bibliography. A, a lot of this memo, just as the Nunez memo said, hey, they've based a lot of this on, on the Steele dossier, and here's how compromised this guy was. The, the Democrats are saying, we spied on Trump. A lot of that is because of Carter Page, and here's who he really is. And now both sides really have a convenient fall guy here christopher Steele is as being a the memo the the shift memo admits Steele was paid by a partisan source it admits this so again this is another thing remember and you know other guys on our team like dan bongino have have made this story their focal point just because we're on the same team here on the same company have we said hey let's just do the same we didn't do that i don't know what the truth is so i said let's wait and let the facts play itself out well a lot of the Democrats said guys like Bongino were nuts for this Fusion GPS story. It's crazy. It never Remember we heard that a few yeah. months ago. This memo verifies the entire Fusion GPS scandal. All of it. It, it, it says, yeah, Steele was paid by partisan sources. It admits, does it not admit this? Yep, it does. So the memo admits 
we we when we called Levin crazy last year, he was not. It then admits when we said Bongino and, and people like him, they were all over the Fusion GPS story. They weren't nuts either. That part's true too. <laughs> For most of this memo, I've, I've tried to read this as if I were one of the other one of the people on their side of this argument, trying to figure out how does this help their cause. There is something that they put in here that is problematic. This is my other big takeaway from my two pages of notes. And I'm not going to go over all two pages because I want to give I want to steal all of Todd's thunder in case he also sees some things I missed. Okay, so I'm I'm sticking to my two big takeaways. One, this is this is the or three I guess you could say this is the big pivot I predicted. We're moving on from it never happened to yes we did it and it was justified. Two, it turns out Levin Bongino and people like that aren't nearly as nuts as they all claimed last year. Here's the other takeaway that I have, and. You know, one of the things I've, I'm doing more when we bring people on, when we interview them, even when, they, when they're espousing opinions and perspectives we agree with, I just did this the other day with Ryan T. Anderson at Heritage. Hey, what is their best argument? What's, what's, the, what's the other side's best argument that you struggle with or you think is the most justified? You guys have heard me ask that question more often in recent months because our focus this year is on worldview. So if I, if, I, if I did that with my own mind, looking at this memo, Here's the thing I'm disturbed by. The memo says that the FBI interviewed Carter Page for the first time in March of 2016. The same month as the memo notes, that is the same month he was officially brought on board the Trump campaign. Here's why this bothers me a lot. Did the FBI notify the Trump campaign that it was suspicious of Carter Page and it gives some very and elsewhere in this memo it gives specific names of Putin associates and Kremlin associates that Page was meeting with and talking to so it doesn't just say it doesn't just say Carter Page we suspected was a rusky plant no it offers some corroborating details those corroborating details may not be accurate they may not be true but it does lend it also makes it hard for you to immediately dismiss their argument at the same time because now you've got multiple multiple corroboration just as the grassley memo corroborated aspects of the nunez memo by offering details that made it harder to just dismiss the Nunez memo. Offering names of specific Russians that Page was rolling with makes it hard to just say, Page is a clown, no one believes this, move on. Well, now we've got other people. We got Who are these people he was meeting with, right? We gotta go talk to them. I mean, this isn't an NCA compliance office, guys. It's a real investigation here. <laughs> All right. We're not gonna, hey, we're not gonna go ask our star player, Miles Bridges, did you take money from an agent? Right before the NCAA tournament, we need to know. No? Good. We're good. All right, he's playing. March Madness. Go go, go green, go white. All right? This isn't an NCA compliance investigation. This is the real thing. So now we got to go talk. Who are these Russians? Did the FBI go to Trump and or his campaign and say, do you know what Carter Page's or who Carter Page's associates happen to be are you comfortable with this the reason i want to know the answer to that question is it's a clarifier i like clarifications it's a clarifier there's no good answer to that question in my mind if they did not 
Why? Why would you not go to a guy? By the time we got to March of 2016, the race was down to just two guys, Cruz and Trump, and Trump was considered the favorite. So at the very least, Trump has 50-50 odds that he's going to be one of the last two people standing in the presidential election when it's all said and done. At the very least. Why would the FBI not go to him and say, hey, this guy you just hired or you're thinking about hiring, we just detained him for questioning because he's hanging out, he's hanging out with Vlad over here and Igor over there. He's in, and he's in, he's in business with uh, Sergey over there. You see what I'm saying? Why would you not do that? There's no good answer to that question. There's another possible outcome here. They did. And Trump still said, well, who cares? Carter Page is just so uber talented. We'll bring him in anyway. Have you guys ever, how many clips of Carter Page have we played on this show? Way too many. They're all bad. They're all bad. Guy's a clown. Total clown. Is there any point where you would look at him and think at the minute, if you were hiring, I promise you I've worked on more campaigns than Donald Trump has. At any point, someone comes to you and says, hey, I've got this buddy of mine. You guys should bring him in. I think he's good at his job. You are always evaluating the the connections, networking, talent, capabilities of a candidate against their baggage. Is it they have a personality issue? Do they not work well with others? Do they not work in a chain of command? Have they had a a personal, you know, a character issue? You're always weighing their baggage, because we all have it, with the benefit. What is the benefit of bringing Carter Page in for this kind of baggage? Has there ever been any clip you've ever thought in the year and a half of his stuff we've been playing, you thought, yeah, I I would really want that guy on CNN standing up for me on national television. Would you ever think that, uh, Todd? No. There's no good reason, none, why if the FBI did go to Trump in the campaign and say, do you know who this guy's circle of friends are? There's no good reason why Trump and or his campaign would say, well, we don't care, we're going to hire him anyway. Total disregard, total disregard, which is terrible leadership, or what the Democrats believe the narrative is, that uh, Trump was uh, you know, a willing accomplice in Russian collusion all along. When I survey this memo, much of it verifies things we were previously told were not true. And Aaron brought up the other big thing. It, admit, it, it says, oh, the DOJ didn't lie to the FISA courts. They just openly said Christopher Steele's a hack and give us the warrants anyway. Okay. I mean, this thing verifies most of the fa- the uncomfortable, discomforting facts for the last year we were told weren't true. But when I walk out, when I when I take my partisan lens off and I read it just as a, an American, that is the part that disturbs me. I need to know. Did the FBI tell the campaign we are detaining for questioning a guy you just hired or you're about to? If not, why not? Why would you not do that? Maybe for the same reasons why you didn't follow up on a year's worth of uh, reports about the worst sex offender in American history. Why you didn't follow up on a couple of leads about one of the worst, the worst school shooting in American history. Maybe all the other things that the FBI's had going on. Or you're almost trying to entrap a guy who could be president of the United States. And that's a partisan winch hut. That's not a good answer either. Then the other possibility is they did tell him and Trump just didn't care and either brought Carter Page in because he's just that reckless or 
Um, he was a go-between. I don't think there are... You guys stop me now. Are there any good answers to any of the, the, the two possibilities I just raised with this? Absolutely not. There aren't good answers, but there are familiar and unfamiliar answers. <laughs> and I'm struck by the prevalence of Carter Page. Again, knowing him to the degree that many people paying attention do he's not just some name shroud it's he's not deep throat you know he's we've seen his face but it seems like we are counter the investigation if it's if it's unfamiliar they're counting on him basically being the equivalent of Ed Norton's character in Primal Fear, the stutterer who yeah. turns out to be pathological. That's a great analogy, yeah. Because then there's something there. Yeah. But if it's just the Carter Page, if it meets the smell test, like, dude, this is, it's Carter Page. Like, this is what you're hanging the conspiracy on. And that's what I mean by familiar. There is a bar set with Donald Trump of just kind of haphazardly, sloppily, Hanging out with nefarious characters, sleeping with prostitutes and porn stars. I, I, I don't mean to belittle the importance of finding justice in this thing, but I, I it really, the, this is why we said last week, the smoking gun has got to be more than some bumbling Mr. Bean guy that, like Carter Page... kind of having some uh, weird associations and then he's hanging out with Donald Trump. That's like, we know all that stuff. There has got to be more. So that's what, the fact that the left is, the the shift and the left is hanging their hat mostly on a guy like Carter Page. Okay, I just, haven't we seen, we've read that chapter over and over and over. We, Scaramucci, it, same thing. I mean, not nefarious, just an utter goober. Yes, you as you you said there have been uh, indictments, arrests. I mean, there is Manafort. It's it's not any small thing. But I I, I agree with Aaron's assessment. I, I read this as it applies to Trump specifically and Russia, and I read a I said it before a yeah but. Um, it, it somebody is lying and either Nunez or Schiff should be utterly out of job and perhaps in prison for, for the, 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 the degree to which these memos don't like match up. I mean, it's a bullet point for point. They don't agree. I mean, they, they concede the points, but then the, the, the way they dismiss the validity of certain points it is so dangerous. Somebody needs to be one of those guys needs to be on the hook for something and that leads to my point what i said at the beginning when we started talking about this beyond trump and russia specifically how how on earth are we policing the fisa process with levels of disparity like this i i have no faith whatsoever that the fisa process is being uh governed i mean it's just it's 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 rogue it, but and a lot of those Republicans that are bitching and moaning and making the observations that you just made about it just voted to reauthorize it and recertify yeah, it a month ago. Yeah, and I, w- forget whatever good intentions were there at the beginning. If if this is what oversight looks like, it, 
it's it's at least de facto rogue. Yeah, I, I giggled to myself when the shift memo points out how many of these FISA judges were appointed by Republicans. Yeah. I mean, you're right. And Republican judges gave us, predominantly Republican Supreme Courts gave us Roe v. Wade, uh, gave us, um, you know, uh, the loss of your uh, New, New London versus Connecticut, or New London versus, uh, oh, the, the private property case. I can't remember the other side. Kilo. Kilo. New London yeah. versus Kilo gave us uh, uh, Obergefell, gave us Windsor, right on down the line. I mean, every 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 modern affront to liberty that has come from the U.S. Supreme Court has come from majority courts, courts of majority justices reported or appointed by Republicans. Hell, the Chief Justice John Roberts, Bush's crowning jewel of his presidency, saved Obamacare not once but twice single-handedly. Okay, so I, I giggled to myself at that argument because that's where they're clearly trying to use partisanship to lend themselves some credibility. If I were writing the Democratic memo here, I would have focused my entire memo. I, all the space taken to show the FISA courts aren't corrupt. Because we also just played some video for you last week of Adam Schiff going on Russia Today, of all places, a year or two ago, talking about how corrupt the FISA courts are. Okay? If I were right, if the Democrats came to me and said, what's the best argument we have here, Steve? What I would have told them is, take out all the stuff you mentioned about who the judges on the FISA courts are. Almost nobody cares. Get rid of that. Instead, because if, if you want to make the argument, yeah, we, yep, they spied on him, but it was justified. You want to, if that's your argument now, because that was, and that was always going to be their argument. It's just a matter of what time, of, of when. Frankly, it took us longer to get here than I thought. I thought we were going to get here last year. But if that's your argument, then they should have put more in the memo about the questions that I asked. Because the, the memo's intent, it says right in its introduction, is to defend the FBI and the Department of Justice. To say they didn't perform poorly here. They, they didn't commit malfeasance here. Okay, well, if, if, you're gonna, if you're getting in a bed with those institutions, then, and Carter Page is the linchpin of your entire narrative, then the question needs to be, needs to be, needs to be asked, why would the President of the United States bring in somebody into his campaign at that late stage of the primary who has who is a buffoon with zero political talent who was being detained for questioning by the FBI because if the FBI did nothing wrong as the shift memo claims then you would assume they notified the Trump campaign of the problematic nature of Mr. Page right mm -hmm. so the only reason you wouldn't focus in on that issue is if you don't really know what you have that's one or two maybe they didn't notify him that's the part about this thing that I'm the most unsettled by because I don't think there's any comfortable answers. Here's the other big picture thing I'm unsettled by. Best, here's the best case scenario of why we're having this conversation as far as I can see it. And again, you guys correct me if you disagree. The best case scenario of why we're having this conversation is because Trump is such a poor judge of character his inner circle, particularly Javanka, who were the ones that brought Manafort and, the, and, and, those, and those likes in, are, such a, are, are so dangerously naive. Trust fund babies. And the system was so partisan and so desperate, it relied on a dossier paid for by the Democratic Party and turning 
a complete clown show named Carter Page into, as Todd said, Edward Norton's star-making role as the as the sociopath in Primal Fear with Richard Gere. That's an underrated movie from like 20 oh, years yes. ago. Nice pull. That the system was this vulnerable that these were these were its star witnesses. Yes. That's the best case scenario. Yeah, it's the one I'm going with too. It's the best case scenario is the system is that partisan, yes. that corrupt, yes. that vulnerable. Yes. Trump is this naive, yes. this bad at this. Yes. His kids are this dumb yes. and this naive. Yes. Think about that. That's our that's I've that's, been thinking about that for two years, man. It's <laughs> all I think about. It's all I got. <laughs> Don't take this away from me. That's that's where we're, we're we're counting on that. Yeah, man, it's it's as likely as anything, man. I mean, look at and that's and because the left here, here's the because the left knows it. It's remarkable. They spend all that time, all that money, just going Sisyphus on the uh, <laughs> on the um, steel dossier. You know they the, how they knew. It you know it was just increasingly broken and busted, and problematic. And finally, they had to cut bait on that thing. But for, they they knew that they were going to stick with it as long as humanly possible because of all because of how broken it is now, and and now because they know how broken it is here, knowing full well that that was all true. Now they're like yeah. It, it really wasn't a big deal to begin with. There's all kinds of other stuff, and why are we making a big deal about the, the very people who knew and wanted the Steele dossier to be made a big deal out of? Are now just saying, yeah, not really, it's not so much because it just all feeds into the brokenness of the entire system. What we're basically saying, to use a a, a more blatant analogy, is the best case scenario here is. Political pornography was produced by the likes of Carter Page and the Steele dossier. And Trump and Javanka are the age-old tale of the 19-year-old girl from the Midwest who arrives in Los Angeles looking to be the next star, eventually starts stripping to pay the bills before she ends up with a coke habit in front of the camera doing sex scenes that's essentially what we're saying right yeah that's but the I, best case scenario well it's what we're saying but i'm not sure it's the best case i i, the, I it might be the worst case i mean honestly you might take more comfort if indeed this was all a carefully coordinated conspiracy because then that would well, mean at least an adult is in charge somewhere yes and you've talked about that on the show before <laughs> like everybody gives it too much credit there's really not a grand conspiracy out there but it good grief it might be more satisfying here if there was and russia wasn't just looking over across you know the the, the globe and it saying you know what that whole nation right there is a mark. You, 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 you're all marks. And when I say that Trump and Javanka are that are that girl who thought she was going to make it big, who ends up in front of the camera doing sex scenes, I mean for the likes of Carter Page. That, that Carter Page and the Steele dossier are that dude with the bad comb over. Or the or the or the six head, and and the and the spot on the top of his skull bigger than the red spot on Jupiter, wearing a Hawaiian shirt, four buttons, the top four buttons unbuttoned, while a chest muff that would make a wily e. coyote blush, 
all right, and pants that he that that sag halfway down his rear end, and it's not because he's making a hip hop statement. It's because he's just that obese. Walked up to her at a strip club and said, "Want to be a star?" And you were so desperate, she said yes. That's what we're saying. Carter Page is. Yeah. Because if he's not, then it's something worse than that, right? That's why I'm saying that's your best case scenario. It's all bad. It's all bad. Final thoughts, Aaron. Yeah, there's no scenario here which turns out good for anybody. It seems like we're saying that more and more often as it <laughs> pertains to politics. Seriously. There's there's no The Kobayashi Maru should be like the flagship aircraft carrier yeah. to the US military, right? The no-win scenario. Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, Michelle Malk, and other programming, a.k.a. Kobayashi Maru updates. Um, that, yeah, that's, and that's what we're seeing again here. We're seeing brokenness on full, full display every single day. And we know that more is, <clears throat> excuse me, more is on the way. <clears throat> Todd, final thought? Well, when we found out, what, a week ago, two weeks ago now, that when that the... The Russians were obviously trying to be involved, according to the Mueller investigation, uh, were obviously trying to infect our, uh, the entire landscape of our political uh, dynamic. Um, but they also there was no evidence of specific collusion yet, at least as it had come out. Uh, that's an indictment against us all. You know, at the end of the movies where there's the, the the grand conspiracy you know but at the you, you but they caught they caught the guy at the last second and everything's reset to normal that's that's my point about maybe that's the best case scenario if, if you finally uncovered it, it's like whew, we dodge a bit a bullet there but you know we say if it's just all broken it's it's that thing at the it's it's invasion of the body snatchers but at the very end you have the, um donald sutherland you know and you realize you know it you, you didn't come to a healthy place you just find out there's oh there's more poison it doesn't stop I, I, and i think that's it, it, the joke's on us no matter what the joke's on us it's just a matter of how big the punchline is it's like at the end when they say soylent green is people <laughs> and instead of being horrified everybody looks at each other and says i kind of thought i was tasty and the credits roll and that's it is that kind of what you're saying yes up with people with totters and <laughs> I got not, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America, but I can't help you. <laughs> Certainly Carter Page. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Steele dossier cannot either. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show. Don't forget... Our show today on CRTV, we have uh, full coverage of the continued fallout of failures of government at every level to prevent the worst school shooting in American history. That today on CRTV.com, promo code DACE. Back at it again tomorrow with a little Pop Culture Tuesday. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you.